Hey everyone, Pastor Jay here. On a little bit early, got my stuff together here. Just getting ready to read the word and just letting people get on right now. I hope you've had a, a great week thus far. I hope that you, uh, you've been not only reading your word when you're with me, but also when you're on your own. You've been spending time in prayer that you've been seeking the face of God and, and trying to operate in the fruits of the Spirit, also in the gifts of the Spirit, because we definitely believe in all of that. And um, I'm so glad that you're with me, those of you who are. I'm not sure who's on uh, Facebook or, or, um, or YouTube. I can see Instagram because it's right in front of me. And, um, but I'm so glad that you all are with me today and we're going to pray and then we're going to get to reading the word all right so father in jesus wonderful and beautiful name i thank you for everyone that's joining me this morning lord i ask that your word would be breath lord that your word would reveal something new but also lord that your word would reveal us lord the things in our heart lord the hidden things the secret things the things that we have forgotten about in our heart, Lord, let it reveal, Lord, those things in our life that are displeasing to you. Also, Lord, let your word illuminate you, Jesus, Lord. Your word guides us to you, Lord. It is a lamp to our feet, Lord, and it is a light to our path, Lord. And Jesus, you are the way, you are the truth, you are the life, Lord. And we thank you that we can go to the Father because of you. Lord, anoint this reading today. God, let your words be like honey to our lips, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, here we go. We're in Exodus 11, and we're going to get started. Here we are, Exodus 11, Amplified Version. <clears throat> then the Lord said to Moses, I will bring yet one more plague on Pharaoh and Egypt, and on Egypt. After that, after that, he will let you go. When he lets you go, he will most certainly drive you out of here completely. Speak so that all of the people of Israel may hear and tell every man to ask from his neighbor and every woman to ask from her neighbor articles of silver, articles of gold. The Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was greatly esteemed <clears throat> in the land of Egypt, both in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of the people. Then Moses said, thus says the Lord, at midnight I am going out into the midst of Egypt and all the firstborn in the land, the pride, hope, and joy of Egypt shall die. From the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on the throne to the firstborn of the slave girl who is behind the handmill to all, and all the firstborn of cattle as well. There shall be a great cry of heartache and sorrow throughout the land of Egypt, such as has never been seen before and such as shall never be again. Not even a dog will threaten any of the Israelites, whether man or animal, so that you may know without any doubt and acknowledge how the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. All of these servants of yours will come down to me and bow down before me, say, get out, and you <clears throat> and all the people who follow you. After that, I will leave. And then Pharaoh, in, in the and he left Pharaoh in the heat of anger. My apologies. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not listen to you, so that my wonders, miracles may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. Moses and Aaron did all these wonders, miracles before Pharaoh, Yet the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not let the Israelites out of his land. Verse, I mean, chapter 12. 
The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, this month shall be the beginning of months for you. It is to be the first month of the year to you. Tell all the congregation of Israel on the 10th day of this month, they are to take a lamb or a young goat for themselves according to the size of the household of which he is the father, a lamb or a young goat for each household. Now, if the household is too small for a lamb to be consumed, let him and his next door neighbor take one according to the number of people in the households, according to what each man can eat. If you are to divide the lamb, your lamb or your goat shall be perfect without blemish or bodily defect. A male of a year, of a year old, sorry, a male a year old, you may take it from the sheep or from the goats. You shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel is to slaughter it at twilight. Moreover, they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel above the door of the houses in which they eat. They shall eat the meat that same night roasted in fire and they shall eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Do not eat any of it raw or boiled in water, but roast it in fire, both its head and its legs, along with its inner parts. You shall let none of the meat remain until morning, or anything that remains left over until the morning, you shall burn completely in the fire. Now you are to eat this in the manner to be prepared for a journey with your loins girded, that is, with the outer garment tucked into your band, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. You shall eat it quickly. It is the Lord's Passover. For I, the Lord, will pass through the land of Egypt on this night, and I will strike down all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and animal, against all the gods of Egypt. I will execute judgments, exhibiting their worthlessness. I am the Lord. The, the blood shall be a sign for you on the doorposts of the house where you live. And I, when I see the blood, I shall pass over you. And no affliction shall happen to you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Verse 14. Now this, now this day will be a memorial to you and you shall keep it as a feast to the Lord. Throughout your generations, you are to celebrate it as an obedience forever. In the celebration of the Passover in future years, seven days shall you eat unleavened bread and put but on the first day, you shall remove the leaven from your houses because it represents the spread of sin. For whoever eats leavened bread on the first day though the sep uh, through the seventh day, that person shall be cut off and excluded from the atonement made for Israel. On the first day of the feast, you shall have a holy and solemn assembly. And on the seventh day, there shall be another holy and solemn assembly. No work of any kind shall be done on those days except for the preparation of food, which every person must eat only that may be done only that may be done by you you shall also observe the feast of unleavened bread because on this very day i brought your hosts grouped according to tribal armies out of the land of egypt therefore you shall observe this day throughout your generations and as an ordinance forever <clears throat> in the first month on the 14th day of the month at evening you shall eat unleavened bread and continue until the 21st day of the month at evening. Seven days no leaven shall be found in your houses. Whoever eats what is leavened shall be cut off and excluded from the atonement made for you, the congregation of Israel, whether a stranger or native born. You shall eat nothing leavened. In all your dwellings you shall eat unleavened bread. Then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go and take the, a lamb for yourselves according to the size of your family, families and slaughter the Passover lamb. You shall take a, brunch, a bunch of hyssop 
dip it in the blood which is in the basin and touch some of the blood to the lintel above the doorway and to the two doorposts and none of you shall go outside the door of this house until morning of his house until morning sorry for the lord will pass through this through to strike the egyptians and when he sees the blood on the lintel above the entryway and on the door and the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not allow the destroyer to come into your house to slay you. You shall observe this event concerning Passover as an ordinance for you and for your children forever. When you enter the land which the Lord will give you, he, as he has promised, you shall keep and observe this service. When your children say to you, what does this service mean to you? You shall say, it is the sacrifice of the Lord's Passover. For he passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt when he struck the Egyptians, but spared our houses. And the people bowed their heads low and worshiped God. Then the Israelites went and did as they had been told, just as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. So they did. Now it happened at midnight that the Lord struck every firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on the throne to the firstborn of the prisoner who was in the dungeon and all the firstborn of the cattle. Pharaoh got up in the night and all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry of heartache and sorrow in Egypt, for there was no house where there was not one, someone dead. When he called for Moses and Aaron at night and said, get up, get out from among my people, both you and the Israelites, go and serve the Lord as you said, take both your flocks and your herds as you have said, and go and ask your God to bless me also. The Egyptians anxiously urged the people to leave to send them out of the land quickly, for they said, we will all be dead. So the people took their dough before it was leavened, their kneading bowls being or bound in their clothes on their shoulders. Now the Israelites had acted in accordance with the word of Moses, and they had asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and articles of gold and clothing. The Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they gave them what they asked. And so they plundered the Egyptians of those things. Now the Israelites journeyed from Ramesses to Succoth, about 600,000 men on foot, besides the women and children. A mixed multitude of non-Israelites from foreign nations also went with them, along with both flocks and herds, a very large number of livestock. And they baked unleavened cakes of the dough which they brought from Egypt. It was not leavened since they were driven quickly from Egypt and could not delay, nor had they prepared any food for themselves. Now the period of time of the children of Israel lived in Egypt was 430 years. And at the end of the 430 years to that very day, all the hosts of the Lord gathered into tribal armies, left the land of Egypt. It was... It is a night watching to be observed for the Lord, having brought them out of the land of Egypt. This same night is for the Lord to be observed and celebrated by all the Israelites throughout their generations. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, this is the ordinance of the Passover. No foreigner is to eat it, but every man's slave is Sorry, no foreigner is to eat it, but every man's slave who is bought with money, after you have circumcised him, then he may eat. No stranger, temporary resident, foreigner, or hired servant shall eat it. It is to be eaten inside one house. You shall not take any of the meat outside the house, nor shall you break any of its bones. The entire congregation of Israel shall keep and celebrate it. If a stranger living temporarily among you wishes to celebrate the Passover to the Lord, all his males must be circumcised, and, they, and then they may participate. 
participate and celebrate like like one that is born in the Lamb. But no uncircumcised person may eat it. The same law shall apply to the native born and the stranger who lives temporarily among you. Then all the Israelites did so. They did just as the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. And on that very same day, the Lord brought the Israelites out of the land of Egypt by their host tribal armies, Exodus 13. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, sanctify to me, that is set apart for my purpose, every firstborn, the first offspring of every womb among the children of Israel, both men of man and of animal, it is mine. Moses said to the, said to the people, remember, solemnly observe and commemorate this day on which you came out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage and slavery. For by a strong and powerful hand, the Lord brought you out of this place and nothing leavened shall be eaten. On this day in the month of Abib, there, uh, sorry, Abib, you are about to go onward. You are about to go onward. I'm sorry. And it shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanite, the Hittite, the Amorite, the Hivite, the Jebusite, when she swore to your fathers to give you a land of abundance flowing with milk and honey, you shall keep and observe this right service in this month. For seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, and on the seventh day there shall be a feast to the Lord. Unleavened bread shall be eaten throughout the seven days. No leavened bread shall be seen with you, nor shall the, uh, there be leaven within the borders of your territory. You shall explain this to your son on that day, saying, It is because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. It shall serve as a sign to you on your hand, arm, and as a reminder on your forehead, so that the instruct, so that the instruct law of the Lord may be in your mouth. For with a strong and powerful hand, the Lord brought you out of Egypt. Therefore, you shall keep this ordinance at this time from year to year. Now it shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of, of the Canaanite, as he swore to you and your fathers to, and gives it to you, you shall set apart and dedicate to the Lord all the first opens of the womb. All that first opens the womb, all the firstborn males of your livestock shall be the Lord's. Every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem by substituting a lamb and sacrifice for it. But if you do not wish to redeem it, then you shall break its neck. And every firstborn among your sons shall be redeemed. That is, buy back from God with a, with a suitable sacrifice. And it shall be when your son asks you, asks you, in time to come, saying, what does this mean? You shall say to him with a strong and powerful hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt from the house of bondage and slavery. For it happened when Pharaoh stubbornly refused to let us go that the Lord struck every firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of animal. Therefore, I sacrifice to the Lord all the males, the first to be born of every womb, but every firstborn of my sons I redeem. So it shall serve as a sign and a reminder on your left hand arm that as sorry and as frontlets between your eyes for by a strong and powerful hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt so it happened when the Pharaoh let the people go God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines even though it was nearer for God said the people might change their minds when they see war that is that uh, that there will be war and return to Egypt but God led the people around by the way of the wilderness toward the Red Sea the sons of Israel went up in battle array orderly ranks marching formation out of the land of Egypt. Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for Joseph had solemnly ordered, placed under an oath, that the Israelites, saying, God will assur assuredly take care of you, and you must carry my bones 
away from here with you. They journeyed from Sukkoth in Goshen and camped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. The presence of the Lord was going before them uh, by day in a pillar or column of a cloud to lead them along the way and in a pillar of fire by night to give them light so that they could travel by day and by night. And he, he did not withdraw the pillar of cloud by day nor the pillar of fire by night from going bef before the people, Exodus 14. Now the Lord spoke to Moses saying, tell the sons of Israel to turn back and cap in front of Pahiroth between Migdal and the sea. You shall camp in front of Baal Zephon opposite by the sea, opposite it by the sea. For Pharaoh will say to the Israelites, they are wandering aimlessly in the land. The wilderness has shut them in and I will harden, make stubborn, defiant Pharaoh's heart so that he will pursue them. And I will be glorified and honored through Pharaoh and all his army. And the Egyptians shall know without any doubt and acknowledge that I am the Lord. And they did so. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, Pharaoh and his servants had a change of heart toward the people. And they said, what is this that we have done? We have let Israel go from serving us. So Pharaoh harnessed horses to his war chariots for battle and took his army with him. And he took 600 chosen war chariots and all other war chariots with Egypt of Egypt with fighting charioteers all over all of them. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and he pursued the Israelites as they were leaving confidently and defiantly. The Egyptians chased them with all the horses and the war chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army, and they overtook them as they camped by the sea beside uh, Pi-Hiroth, I was right, from in the front of Baal Zephon. And Pharaoh approached the Israelites, looked up, and saw the Egyptians marching after them. And the Israelites saw, looked up and saw the Egyptians marching after them, and they were very frightened. So the Israelites cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, It is because there are no graves in Egypt that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness. What is this that you have done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Did we not say to you in Egypt, Leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians as slaves than to die in the wilderness. Then Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Take your stand, be firm and confident and undismayed and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For those Egyptians whom you've seen today will, will never see you, will, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you while you only need to keep silent and remain calm. The Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the sons of Israel, to move forward toward the sea as for you, as for you, lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it so that the sons of Israel may, may go through the middle of the sea on dry land. As for me, hear this, I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they will go in on in the sea after them and I will be glorified and honored through Pharaoh and all his army and his war chariots and his horsemen and the Egyptians shall know without a doubt and acknowledge that I am the Lord when I am glorified and honored through Pharaoh through his war chariots and his charioteers the angel of the Lord who had been gone who had been going in front of the camp of Israel moved and went behind them the pillar of the cloud moved from in front and stood behind them. So it came between the camp of Egypt and the camp of Israel. It was a cloud along with darkness, even by day to the Egyptians. It gave, and but it gave light by night to the Israelites. So, <clears throat> on, so one army did not come near 
all the, all the other all night. Then Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord swept the sea back by a strong east wind in all that night and turned the seabed into dry land. And the waters were divided, and the Israelites... And the Israelites went into the middle of the sea on dry land, and the waters formed a wall to them on their right and on their left. Then the Egyptians pursued them into the middle of the sea, even all Pharaoh's horses, his war chariots, and his charioteers. <laughs> so it happened that early in the morning, early morning watch before dawn, that the Lord looked down on the army of the Egyptians through the pillar of fire and the cloud and put them in a state of confusion. And he made their chariot wheels hard to turn and the chariots difficult to drive. So the Egyptians said, let us flee from Israel for the Lord is fighting for them against the Egyptians. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea so that the waters may come back over the Egyptians on their war chariots and their charioteers. So Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and the sea returned to its normal flow at sunrise. And the Egyptians retreated right into that, right into right into it, being met by the returning water. <clears throat> so the Lord overthrew the Egyptians and tossed them into the midst of the sea. The waters returned and covered the chariots and the charioteers and all the army of Pharaoh that had gone into, sea, into the sea after them. Not even one of them survived, but the Israelites walked on dry land, on dry land in the middle of the sea, and the waters formed a wall on them, into, uh, on their right hand and on their, on their left. The Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians. The Israel and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the seashore. When Israel saw the great power which the Lord had used against the Egyptians, they feared the Lord with reverence and all filled respect, and they believed in the Lord and his servant Moses. Chapter 15. Then Moses and the children of Israel sang this song to the Lord, singing, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and the rider has been thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is my God. I will praise him. My father God, I will exalt him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his armies he has thrown into the sea. His chosen captains are drowning in the Red Sea. The deep water covers them. Clad in armor, they sank into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, in glorious power, your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. In the greatest of your majesty, you overthrown and annihilated those adversaries who rise in rebellion against you. You send out your fury and it consumes them like a chaff, like chaff. <clears throat> With the blast of your nostrils and the waters piled up, nostrils, the waters piled up, the flowing water stood up like a mound. The deeps were co congealed in the heart of the sea. That's right, the deeps were congealed. And the enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My desire shall be satisfied against them. I will draw my sword. My hand shall dispose, dispossess them and drive them out. You blew with your mind. With your wind, the sea and the sea covered them. Clad in armor, they sank like lead into the mighty waters. Who is like you among the gods, O Lord? Who is like you, majestic in holiness, awesome in splendor, working wonders? You stretched out your right hand, the sea swallowed them. And you, in your loving kindness and goodness, have led the people whom you have redeemed. In your strength, you have guided them with care to your holy habitation. The peoples have heard about you. They tremble. Anguish and fear has gripped the inhabitants of Philistia. <clears throat> then the tribal chiefs of Edom were dismayed and horrified. The mighty leaders of Moab trembling grips them. All the inhabitants of Canaan have melted away in despair. Terror and dread fall on them. Because of the greatness of your arm, they are 
They are as still as a stone until your people pass by into Canaan, O Lord, until your people pass by whom you have purchased. You will bring them into the land of promise and plant them in the mountain, Mount Morab in Jerusalem, Moriah, sorry, in Jerusalem of your inheritance, the place of the Lord you have made for your dwelling among them, the sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established. The Lord shall reign to eternity and beyond. For the horses of Pharaoh went with the war chariots and his charioteers into the sea, and the Lord brought back the waters of the sea on them. But the sons of Israel walked on dry land in the middle of the sea. Then Miriam, the prophetess, the sister of Aaron and Moses, took a timbrel in her hand, and all the women followed her with timbrels and dancing. Miriam answered, Sing unto the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously in his highly and is highly exalted. The horse and its rider hath he has hurled into the sea. Then Moses led, the, led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went into the wilderness of Shur. They went a distance of three days, about 33 miles in the wilderness, and found no water. Then they came to Marah, and they could not drink its water because they were bitter. Therefore, it was named Marah, bitter. The people grew discontented and grumbled at Moses, saying, Where are we going? What are we going to drink? Then they cried to the Lord for help. And the Lord showed him a tree, a branch of which he threw into the waters, and the waters became sweet. There the Lord made a statute and an ordinance for them, statute and an ordinance for them. And there he tested them, saying, if, if you will diligently listen and pay attention to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight and listen to his commandments and keep foremost in your thoughts and actively obey all his precepts and statutes, then I will not put you away any of the diseases which I have put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. Then the children of Israel came to the to Elim, where there were twelve springs of water and seventy date palms, and they camped there beside the waters. Exodus 16. They set out from Elim, and all the congregation of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elim and Sinai. On the fifteenth day of the second month after they left the land of Egypt, the whole congregation of the Israelites grew discontented and murmured and rebelled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the Israelites said to them, Would that we had died in the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the pots of meat and ate bread until we were full. For you have brought us out into this wilderness to kill this entire assembly with hunger. Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will cause bread to rain from heaven for you. The people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, so that it may, I may test them to determine whether or not they walk obediently in my instruction law. And, and it shall be that on the sixth day they shall prepare to bring it twice as much um, as they gather the daily, so that they will not need to gather on the seventh day. So Moses and Aaron said to all Israel, at evening, you shall know that the Lord has brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning, you will see the glory of the Lord, for he hears your murmurings against the Lord. What are we that you murmur and rebel against us? Verse 8. Moses said, this will happen when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and in the morning enough bread to be fully satisfied because the Lord has heard your murmurings against him. For what are we? Your murmurings are not against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, say to all the congregation of Israel, approach the Lord because he has heard your murmurings. So it happened that as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness and behold, the glory and brilliance of the Lord appeared in a cloud. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, I have heard the murmurings of the Israelites. Speak to them saying, at twilight you shall eat meat 
And in the morning you shall be filled with bread. You shall know that I am the Lord your God. So in the evening the quails came up and covered the camp. And in the morning there was a blanket of dew around the camp. When the layer of dew evaporated on the surface of the wilderness, there was a fine flake-like thing and a fine as fine as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did, they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, This is the bread which the Lord has given you. This is what the Lord has commanded. Let every man gather as much of it as he needs. Take an omer for each person, according to the number of people each of you has in his tent. The Israelites did so, and some gathered much of it, and some only a little. When they measured it with an omer, he who has gathered large amount had no access, and he that gathered a little had no lack. Every man gathered according to his need, family size. Moses says, let none of it be left overnight until the next morning. But they did not listen to Moses, and some left it, left a supply of it until morning, and the, and the bread worms, and, and it bred worms and became foul and rotten. And Moses was angry with them, so they gathered it every morning, as each as much as needed, because when the sun was hot, it melted. Now on the sixteenth day, they gathered twice as much bread, two omers of each, for each person. And all the leaders of the congregation came and told Moses, he said, and he said to them, This is what the Lord has said, Tomorrow, in solemn rest and holy Sabbath to the Lord, bake and boil what you, what you will bake and boil today. For, and all that remains left over, put aside for yourselves to keep until, until morning. They put it aside until morning, and Mo, as Moses told them, and they did not become foul, nor was it worming. <clears throat> then Moses said, Eat that today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find in the field. Six days you shall gather, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be none in the field. Now on the seventh day, some of the people went out to gather, but they found none. Man, the Israelites just didn't listen, did they? Then the Lord said to Moses, How long do you people refuse to keep my commandments and my instructions, laws? See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, he gives you the bread for two days on the sixth day. Let every man stay in his place. No man is to leave his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. The house of Israel called the bread manna. It was like coriander seed, white, and it tasted like flat pastry wafers made with honey. When Moses said, this is the word of the Lord, this is the word of the Lord, word which the Lord commands, let an omer of it be kept throughout your generations that they may see the bread with which I fed you in the wilderness when I brought it, when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. So Moses said to Aaron, take a pot and put an omer of manna in it and place it before the Lord to be kept throughout your generations as the Lord commanded Moses. So Aaron eventually placed in the presence of the testimony to be kept. The Israelites ate manna 40 years until they reached the inhabited land. They ate the manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. Now an omer is a tenth of an ephah. Chapter 17. Then, the then all the congregation of the children of Israel moved on from the wilderness of sin by stages according to the commandment of the Lord. <coughs> Pardon me. And camped at Rephidim. But there was no water for the people to drink. Therefore, the people quarreled with Moses and said, Give us water so that so we may have something to drink. And Moses said to them, Why do you quarrel with me? Why do you tempt the Lord and try his patience? But the people were thirsty for water. And the people murmured against Moses and said, Why did you bring us up from Egypt to kill us and our children and our livestock with thirst? So Moses cried out to the Lord for help, saying, What shall I do with this people? 
they are almost ready to stone me. Then the Lord said to Moses, pass over the people and take with you some of the elders of Israel and take into your hand the staff with which you struck the Nile and go. Behold, I will stand before you there on the rock at Horeb and there you shall strike the rock and the water will come out of it so that the people may have something to drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. He named the place where this miracle occurred, Masa, Test, and Meribah, Content, contention because of the quarreling of the sons of Israel, because they tested the patience of the Lord, saying, Is the Lord among us or not? Then Amalek and his people came and fought with Israel at Rephidim. So Moses said to Joshua, Choose men for us to go out and fight against Amalek and his people. Tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses said and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the hilltop. Now when Moses held up his hand and Israel prevailed, <laughs> his hand, Israel prevailed. And when he lowered his hand, due to fatigue, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy and grew tired. So he took a stone and put it under him, and he sat on it. But Aaron and Hur held up his hands, one on one side and one on the other side. So it was that his hands were steady until the sun set. So Joshua overwhelmed and defeated Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. Then the Lord said to Moses, write this in the book of as a memorial and recite it to Joshua that I will utterly wipe out the memory of Amalek and his people from under heaven. And Moses built an altar and named it the Lord is my banner, saying the Lord has sworn an oath the Lord will have war against the people of Amalek from generation to generation, chapter 18. Now Jethro, Ruel, <clears throat> the priest of Midian, Moses' father-in-law, heard all that God had done for Moses and for the Israel and for Israel, his people, and that the Lord had brought out of brought out of the land of Egypt. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Moses' wife Zipporah, after he had sent her away from Egypt, along with her two sons, of whom one was named Gershom, stranger. And Moses said, I have been a stranger in a foreign land. And the other son was named Eliezer, my God is help. For Moses said, the God of my father was my help, and he rescued me from the sword of Pharaoh. Then Jephthro, his father-in-law, came with, <coughs> came with Moses' son and his wife to join Moses in the wilderness, where he was camped on the mountain of God, that is Mount Sinai in Horeb. He sent a message to Moses, I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you with your wife and her two sons, who are with her. So Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and he bowed in, down in respect and kissed him. Then he asked each other about their well-being and went into the tent. Moses told his father-in-law about all the Lord had done to Pharaoh and to the Egyptians for Israel's sake and about all the hardships that had happened during the journey and how the Lord had rescued them. Jethro rejoiced over all the good things the Lord had done to Israel in that he had rescued them from the hand of the Egyptians. Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord, who has rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of Pharaoh, and who has rescued the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods. Indeed, it was proven when they acted insolently toward Israel, and the Lord showed himself infinitely superior to all their gods. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took a burnt offering and other sacrifices to offer to God. And Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat the meal with Moses, father-in-law, before God. Now the next day Moses sat on, sat to judge the disputes of the people. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> and with one another. And the people stood around Moses from dawn to dusk. 
when Moses' father-in-law saw everything that was going on for the people, <coughs> pardon me, what is this that you are doing for my people, for the people? Why are you sitting alone as a judge with all the people standing around you from dawn till dusk? Moses said to his father-in-law, because the people come to me and ask about the will of God. <coughs> Sorry, <coughs> so dry. When they have dispute, a dispute, they come to me and I judge between the man and his neighbor and I will make known the statutes of God and his laws. Moses' father-in-law said to him, this, the thing that you are doing is not good. You will certainly wear out both yourself and these people who are with you because the task is too heavy for you to bear. You cannot do it alone. Now listen to me. I will advise you <laughs> and may God be with you to confirm my advice. You shall represent the people before God. You shall bring their disputes and causes to him. You shall teach them the decrees and laws. You shall show them the way that they are to live and the work they are to do. Furthermore, you shall select from all the people competent men who reverently fear God, men of truth, those who have hate dishonest gain. <coughs> Pardon me. You shall place these over the people as leaders of thousands, of hundreds, and of fifties, and of tens, and they shall judge the people at all times. Have them bring every major dispute to you, but let the judge let them judge every minor dispute themselves. So it will be easy for you, and you will bear the burden, and they will bear the burden with you. If you will do this thing, and God as God so commands you, then you will be able to endure the responsibility of all, and all these people will not go back into their tent. They will go back. All these people will go also back to their tents in peace. So Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he had said. Moses chose able men from all of Israel and made them heads over the people, leaders of thousands, of hundreds, of fifties, and of tens, from the highest to the lowest judicial levels. And they judged the people at all times, and they would bring the difficult cases to Moses. But every major dispute, <coughs> minor dispute, they judged and decided themselves. Then Moses said goodbye to his father-in-law, and Jethro, Jethro went back to his own land, Midian. Last chapter, Exodus 19. <clears throat> in the third month after the children of Israel had left the land of Egypt, and the very same day, they came into the wilderness of Sinai, and they moved out from Rephidim. And they came to the wilderness of Sinai, and they camped there. Israel camped at the base of the Mount of Sinai. Moses went up, <clears throat> went up to God on the mountain, and the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, Say to this to the house of Jacob, and tell the Israelites, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, <clears throat> sorry, if you will, in fact, obey my voice and keep my covenant agreement, then you shall be my own special possession and treasure from among all the peoples of the world. For all the earth is mine and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation set apart for my purpose. These are the words that you shall speak to the Israelites. So Moses called for the elders of the people and told them all these words which the Lord had commanded him. All the people were answered together and said, We will do everything that the Lord has spoken. And Moses reported the words of the people to the Lord. And the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will come to you in a thick cloud, so that, my so that the people may hear what I speak with you, <clears throat> and may believe and trust in you forever. Then Moses repeated the words of the Lord, the words of the people to the Lord. And the Lord, the Lord also said to Moses, Go to my people, go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow, that is, prepare them for my sacred purpose, and have them wash their clothes and be ready by the third day, because on the third day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the cloud, and 
in the sight of all the people. You shall set barriers for the people all around the mountain, saying, Beware that you do not go, do not go up on the mountain or touch its border. Whoever touches the mountain must be put to death. No hand shall touch it. That is, no one shall try to save the guilty party. But the offender must be stoned or shot through with arrows. Whether man or animal that touches the mountain, he shall not live. When the ram's horn sounds a long blast, they shall come up to the mountain. So Moses went down from the mountain to the people and sanctified them for God's sacred purpose. And they washed their clothes. He said to all the people, be prepared for the third day. Do not be intimate with a woman. So it happened on the third day when it was morning that there was <clears throat> that there were thunder and flashes of lightning and a thick cloud was on the mountain and a very loud blast was sounded on a ram's horn so that all the people who were in the camp trembled. Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God and they stood and presented themselves at the foot of the mountain. Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord descended upon it uh, in fire. Its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked violently. And it happened as the blast of the ram's horn grew louder and louder. Moses spoke, and God answered him with a voice of thunder. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai on the top of the mountain, and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain, and he went up. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, Go down, warn the people, so that they do not break through the barriers around the mountain. To the Lord to see me, and many of them, many of them perish as a result. Also, have the priests who approach the Lord consecrate, sanctify, set apart themselves for my sacred purpose, or else the Lord will break forth in judgment against them and destroy them. Moses said to the Lord, The people cannot come up to Mount Sinai because you warned us, saying, Set barriers around the mountain and consecrate it. Then the Lord said to him, Go down and come up again. You and Aaron with you, and do not let the priests of the people break through the barriers to come up to the Lord, or he will break forth in judgment against them and destroy them. So Moses went down to the people and told them again about God's warning. Praise the Lord. I thank you for hanging with me today. We have one more day for the rest of this week, but let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you for every person that has joined me today. Lord, I ask right now, God, that you will be a light into their path, that your word would light and guide them. Lord, Holy Spirit, that you would be with them, that you would cover them. Lord, that your presence would be over them everywhere they go. Lord, let the word bubble up out of their spirit. Lord, everywhere they go, let people sense and feel and see something different about them. Lord, let them feel the presence of the Lord over their lives. Lord, I thank you for them, Lord. Give them a blessed day. Rest tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We love you, and we'll see you tomorrow at 6.30, and we'll start at Exodus 20. Love you guys. Bye.